This is Awakened Path Radio, giving you the tools to guide you on your spiritual or metaphysical journey. I'm your host, Dr. Candace Nadine Green. Welcome to Thought Thursday here on Awakened Path Radio. To visit us, to check out updates and everything Awakened Path, please visit www.awakenedpathonline.com. Again, that's www.awakenedpathonline.com. Now, on to today's show. Today, we have with us Linda, Linda Seeger who is the author of 15 books with several editions, including four on spirituality. Linda has spoken in 33 countries on spirituality and theology. As one of the foremost script consultants in the world and the most prolific author in the area of screenwriting, she has appeared as a guest on over 50 radio and television shows, including All Things Considered, The Bill O'Reilly Show, CNN Power Lunch, and as a commentator on CNN for the Academy Awards, Good Morning LA, Good Morning New York, Channel 13 Los Angeles, and The Evidence, plus a number of other shows in Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, New York, Nashville, Denver, London, etc. Linda has been interviewed by the Wall Street Journal, the Los Angeles Herald Examiner, the Sacramento Bee, the Christian Science Monitor, and the Gazette, among many others. She has also been featured as a screenwriting subject matter expert on numerous radio shows, webcasts, and podcasts. It is such a great pleasure having you on today's show, Linda. Thank you, Candice. I'm very happy to be here. Well, so are we happy to have you. You've done so many things. So tell us about your book, Spiritual Steps on the Road to Success, Gaining the Goal Without Losing Your Soul. I am a script consultant, and I was the first, which means I defined and created a business that didn't exist. Wow. And I created it partly because I had a THD, a doctorate of theology and mm -hmm. drama and theology, mm -hmm. and nobody wanted to hire me because they didn't know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I could do was to start a business mm -hmm. <laughs> on my own. So I brought these two together, and I've been consulting on scripts. Not all of them are spiritual by any means. I consult on all kinds of, of scripts uh, in all kinds of genres. But I do work a fair amount where people say, I, there's something spiritual I want to get across in my script, and I don't think it's coming across very well. And there's something I'm trying to say. You know, a lot of people write because they want to bring meaning. Into the, into the world. And 
sort of how do you do that if you're not sure how to get something across. So the book, Spiritual Steps on the Road to Success, was really um, a book to look at my experiences after I became successful because the spiritual issues changed. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, when you're trying to find your way, you're, you're trying to um, be inspired and motivated and you don't know exactly what you're doing and are you following your calling and there's all that anxiety and stress uh, yeah. for many reasons. Mm -hmm. And all the issues change when you become successful and you choose to keep your spirituality as part of the success journey when you are successful. Mm. You know, that's a, such a hard thing to do is to keep your spirituality as part, as part of yourself when you are trying to be successful. Um, unfortunately, some people think of uh, spirituality, they, they lump it in the category with religion, and they automatically assume that you have some dogma to shove down their throats, and uh, it drives them away, and that's very unfortunate. Yes, yes. I, I grew up um, in the Protestant church. I grew up Lutheran, and I've been a Quaker since 1970. And Quakers are extremely tolerant, and they actually don't have dogma. Um, they have what they call testimonies, things that they believe in. And in that sense, maybe they're closer to Unitarian, mm. who tend to have that. So, um, and, you know, sometimes, I mean, I consider myself religious and spiritual, mm. but I can understand why a lot of people move away from, right. from religion. Right. right. Now, what led you to do the work that you're currently doing? Well, I have been in love with drama since I was very young. Mm. I, I loved acting out stories, um, acting out things. And I was a terrible actress because oh. that's what one would usually do. You're interested in drama and you go into acting. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually got a C in acting in graduate school. And they said, you're not allowed to continue. Oh, wow. Acting class. If you <laughs> that's how bad I was. Oh, no. But what I realized was I loved, I loved drama because drama of all the art forms is the one that pulls it together. You know, you've got mm -hmm. painting and music. All of this is part of drama. Mm -hmm. And also drama is the most human, meaning that you incarnate ideas and people in order to act out and tell these stories. Mm -hmm. So um, I love that. And my last year in college, I got very interested in theology. I thought, hmm, I'm sort of interested in how drama communicates values, mm. spiritual themes. How does it show it? How does it do it without hammering away? And I began to study that. And then I went to seminary for five years because there was one seminary in the world that seemed interested in this. Um, really? So I studied wow. that. And then, of course, when I got out, was the, uh, what was cute was the drama people didn't want to hire me. I thought I would teach drama, oh, but no. the theology and thought I was rigid. And the theology people didn't want to hire me because they saw the drama part and thought I must be really outrageous. Oh, no. <laughs> so basically, there was no place for me to go but to find this path of consulting 
And I started very slowly. And, and I do feel it's a calling. I feel it's something that pulls together all these different parts of me. Mm. And, um, and that it serves. That it, it's, it, I think of myself as my job is to nurture creativity and nurture spirituality. Mm. I like that. Nurture creativity and nurture spirituality. And um, what inspires you to to write and to to do your talks? Uh, well, I one of the things I do. Um, let's just say my seminars. I do these one, usually one to two day seminars around the world, and I often I'm going to be gone two months this fall, and including mm-hmm. going to Kazakhstan <laughs> to do a wow. seminar. Um, And one of the things I think is true, whether consulting, whatever you do, you never float on your laurels. You never just say, I'll wing it. You always say everything that comes my way is a gift and a blessing. And I need to be true and responsible. Hmm. Somebody sat down and wrote a hundred pages of a script and whether it's not a good one or terrific, they poured their heart and soul and their time and they Mm -hmm. are hoping that that baby, you know, comes to life. So I take that very seriously. And it's the same thing with seminars. I've done some seminars 50 or 100 times. And before I do a seminar, I do a little prayer. Mm. And I just say, God, you know, uh, people have come here. They're spending their money. They're spending their time. They really want something. Keep me really in tune and there's a thing about a seminar of being, you know, some people might say you have to be on or you have to be in the zone. It's a relationship. And um, I one time started to give a seminar. I said, boy, am I off. And so I just kept speaking and I'm praying at the same time. I said, God, just get me on because this is really terrible. <laughs> this is, and it wasn't that the information was terrible. It was that I was not connecting not because of their fault. I just had not, somehow my preparation had not been serious enough. And I said, oh, yeah, and you didn't pray before this seminar. Remember, you always pray before a seminar. You center right. and you say, I'm, I'm here to make this fresh and new for all these people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, actually, I loved what you said on your website about you give love you're, and you give joy. Say, if, if it's not joyful, you don't need to do it, especially right. when it comes to writing. That's true. That's true. I mean, why do something if your heart's not in it? I mean, that's, that's why a lot of people are stuck in, in jobs and are miserable because they're like, oh, well, I have to pay the bills, so I'm going to work this job that I hate. Yes. And, and it's too bad. Yeah. And you know what's interesting, Candace, about that is that every job you can think of, there is somebody that is doing well in it and there's mm-hmm. some or not. Right. So they say, well, I had to become a lawyer because to make money. I know lawyers who are not making money. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you as well go with what you love and your bliss. Mm-hmm. But it is also difficult. Sometimes we call it the leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Feel called to do something. And in Spiritual Steps on the Road to Success, I talk about that leap of faith. And I also talk about... You don't do things alone. You get a team around you, find people to help. You have to be vulnerable enough to say, I need 
other people to help me with That's this true. of expertise, maybe in areas that I don't. And, and also a group that will keep you encouraged um, and give you positive reinforcement. I mean, we need that because there are so many naysayers out there who will tear you down in a heartbeat. Yes, and I always say stay away from those. You don't mm -hmm. need those people in your life. And when I looked for people to help me, so I, I've had a career consultant and mm. media consultant. I have more consultants and more team people than you can <laughs> imagine. But I said they have to be very good at their job and they have to be supportive and right. positive. Right. And, and But I also have to keep having that strength and courage to keep down a path and look for signals that say, no, your path is not to the left, your path is to the right. Mm -hmm. And also, I think to see the path to keep the ego out of there. Mm. It's so easy to say, oh, I am so good. I am the best in the world. Oh, my. Uh, and then uh, it's not about that. No. It's about what you give and what you offer and always being true to that, to the, to the fullest extent you're able to be mm -hmm. true to that. Right. Now, what are your seminars like? What can people expect to attend your seminars? Well, I do, um, I do a lot of different subjects that relate to uh, drama, screenwriting, storytelling. Mm -hmm. So there might be a section on dialogue or on structure or on creating the character or on what's the idea you're trying to get across? How do you communicate ideas and what images do you use? So I have lots of these you know, different ones. And then I do, at times, I do speeches on like my Spiritual Steps Road to Success book or mm -hmm. um, some of the spiritual books or ideas. And sometimes I'll do them in churches or um, I did one in London in Piccadilly Square at one, a very historic church. Mm -hmm. And um, the one problem is I made the mistake of doing it the day after I arrived and I was somewhat jet lagged. Never do that again. Oh, because no. you're, not, you're not as much with the program as, as the subject matter deserves. Mm. So um, I think it went okay, but it was not my finest hour. So sometimes people ask me for not only. Uh, on one of these book subjects, mm. uh, books, but sometimes they will actually do a half day or a whole day seminar, like on spiritual steps on the road to success, and say, can we spend a day um, talking? You know, it's more Q and A and discussion, and might even be a little more of a workshop. Right. If we do a day on that. Mm. Now. What is the typical person like who comes to you for help? What what are they what are they I don't want to use the word lacking, but what are they in need of when they come to you? How do you how do you help help them? Well, they come to me with a script and they usually say either it's not selling and I don't know why mm. or there's that's a problem and I can't I don't know what it is. There's something that's I just don't feel is quite there yet and so i identify what those areas are that are the issues they need to address when they rewrite mm. and uh, i also sometimes question 
what is it about this material that attracts them? Mm -hmm. So um, most of the time, there's a lot of heart in these scripts. They're not, there might not be a lot of craft. Mm -hmm. So they might not understand structure or understand how to develop a character mm -hmm. or they're confused. What's my theme? I'll come to think of it. I'm not sure. Um, but occasionally, maybe once a year, I get a script and I think, why is the person spending their time on this subject matter mm -hmm. and it's just it does it's it, it doesn't have anything really good to say about humanity mm. uh, it's it doesn't seem to have a lot of value with that and i do confront um i just say you got to think about this because you're going to spend at least another year dealing with this is this where you want to live mm. You know, this is right. what you want to be right. working with. And um, now sometimes it, that is not always about genre. I worked, you know, Peter Jackson, the really mm -hmm. successful director. I worked with him on his third script, which was a horror film called, oh, nice. it was called Brain Dead. And in the U.S. it's called Dead Alive. And that launched his career. And um, when I looked at it, I said, you know, there's something here. There's something worth pursuing that is worthwhile looking at, even in spite of the, you know, horror genre. And that changed the whole script. Mm. And it got funded and it started to do well all over the world. And it really launched his career. So I don't have a thing about genre. I just want, I don't care what genre it is. I want to see something worthwhile, worth exploring. Mm going on in the story. Mm. Mm. Well, what about those who want to turn, for instance, books that they have written? How is the, you know, books, uh, some people have done that. They want to turn books into scripts so they can, I don't know, promote it to yeah. Hollywood people or someone. How does that work? Well, an adaptation means you're taking one form and putting it into another form. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very, it can often be very tricky because mm. not everything adapts. Right. And no matter what you do, you are doing a transition and a translation. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote a book on this called The Art of Adaptation, Turning Fact and Fiction into Film. And so I analyze why is it that every other form, like for novels and plays and uh, bio biographies mm -hmm. why do they resist moving into drama and how do you mm -hmm. move them when you know intrinsically there will be a resistance and you have yeah. to work around it so you really have to understand the drama form mm -hmm. and you have to understand the other form mm -hmm. well that's that's um good advice to know um a lot of people don't know that they think that they could take their book and abracadabra it's a script Yes, just do the book. And you say, no, you never just do the book. Is there is a transition about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, what advice, not to put you on the spot, but what advice would you give to someone, say some, someone fresh out of college, aspiring screenwriter, a scriptwriter, excuse me, um, who has the script and it, they put it out to the world and it's falling flat on its face? What would you, how, what would, and they want to give up. So what advice would you give someone like that? Well, the first thing is to recognize it's a process and it is a long process. Mm. Uh, I was told three and a half years when I was trying to get my script consulting business started, someone said, you can't quit at three and a half. You have to give it five years. Wow. And I found success at four and a half years. I oh just, my gosh. 
I just squeaked in. Mm. But um, it's a process of learning. So mm. you recognize you're going to read books, take seminars, take uh, maybe more courses even after you perhaps you went to film school or have studied this already. You want to join organizations. You might want to join a writer's group. It has been proven that people in writer's groups do better mm. and sell faster, maybe not fast, but faster. Mm. And one of is you have the support and you get a lot of feedback. Right. You want to have feedback. You want to get used to having feedback. Yeah. And you take it seriously. That doesn't mean you follow everything. Um, but when you're in whatever group you are, become part of, make sure it is constructive. Mm -hmm. You do not get caught up in all this negative, competitive, I'm going to tear you down or this is awful. Is mm -hmm. You don't want to live in that world. You want support. Uh, I joined Women in Film which made a huge difference. And I eventually joined the television academy when I was eligible. And um, so being part of groups, having colleagues that are in that path. And one of the things that happens, we often think of our colleagues as competitors. Yeah. And I have people say to me, well, yep. one of your competitors, and I say, I don't have competitors, I have colleagues. Mm -hmm. And I have great relationships with with a great many of them. Mm. So you you wanna and you wanna think of of your movement forward as part of a team. So you invest in yourself. Mm. And if it says, I mean, I went to a sales consultant on how to sell my, you know, how to sell what I'm doing so people would hire me. And she was very expensive. Mm. And I said, well, okay. I said, I can afford half an hour a month with you. It's actually 75 an hour. And I said, I can, I can do 37.50. I can't do 75. Mm -hmm. And I worked with her each month for a period of time. And she really made a big difference. So you keep putting your money into, you know, this, whatever that path is and whatever that career is you're going after. But you also have to have some tests not to get um, caught up in getting on the wrong path. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that I would be working for the studios and I would be the script consultant and working on all these Academy Award winning movies and they'd be up there announcing and thanking Linda. And you know, <laughs> I'd now uh, like to thank. <laughs> like to of all people and you know i i came and because i tried to keep bringing my spirituality into what i was doing and praying about things and being in tune i said that is a whole lot of ego mm. and um at one point i you know how we get messages as many ways mm -hmm. get messages from the holy spirit but at one point i felt like i got this message that said, you will never be allowed to not work with new writers. It was a double negative. Wow. And I said, oh, God, you have double negatives. <laughs> <laughs> but I took, I, I really listened to that. And I said, yes. And my, um, my clients are very broad. I have had Academy Award winners. And I have had people who are writing their first script and everybody in between. Um, and I love that, but I had—I think I got into that ego mm -hmm. and I had to say, you know what, I'm here to help those new writers. And I got my head put on straight 
about the mid 1980s <laughs> and I, wow. I had a very I had a career consultant who had a lot of integrity and she helped you know really helped me find those nuances and say no you this is not what you're about and to say you you are open to everybody and it's not about the money and I mean that was something too is you if you've been poor and struggling and you yeah. start doing well and you say, oh, oh, that's so cool. I got another client. I'm going to get some more money. So it is, you know, and you really have to learn it is never about the money. Mm, that's so hard in today's society that puts so much, mm. much emphasis on uh, money. If you don't have money, you're no one. If you don't have money, you can't have this or that. And uh, they think money is the uh, doorway to all of these services, things that they may may need for example uh, a sales consultant like you had mentioned that right. you weren't able to afford the whole thing i mean someone may be struggling and can't afford it period so what happens to them yes. and and one of the things uh, and people could see on my website mm -hmm. that um i i actually have a have one of my services for one page if somebody says I can't, you know, I can't afford much. Uh, it's $60 a page and people write a synopsis of this story and they get a lot of information back. Mm -hmm. And now I'm not saying everybody can afford $60 because I know that's not true, mm -hmm. but um, it does mean that I try to have those lower price services on available so that I'm not just dealing with people with a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But I also know sometimes what happens is that people don't think about investing in themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I and to say, yes, 3750, I need this person. <laughs> I can't afford an hour, but I can, if I really, you know, maybe go without food one night, I can do yeah, with 3750. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you do, uh, you don't stop to just think it's going to happen. Is this mm -hmm. is going to happen for many, many different reasons, and and be prepared that the that the path might change mm -hmm. along the way. I I didn't expect to be a script consultant. It mm -hmm. kind of began to open up, and I said I'm going to just keep stepping on this path till it closed, and it didn't close. It kept opening up and made turns along the way and i had an awful lot to learn but um but i have so much i mean i've been doing this since 1981 mm. i get tremendous joy out of my work and i think that's important too is mm -hmm. to find that place you get joy and you keep feeding the joy Mm -hmm. never, you never just say oh i'm just doing this and i know how to do this well as say no every script I got to get excited about this script. That's right. I got to right. find something there that is very worthwhile to move into. Right. Because if you don't put your heart in it, then it's going to, it's not going to be uh, what you want. You're not going to be satisfied with it. It's going to be awful. Crap. Yes. You know, this, you may as well have a happy life. It's, it's uh, better than being, having a miserable life. So true. So true. Now, how do you see, I mean, we talked about how you can, how you help people and how you have helped people. How do you see us, what, how do you see what you're doing in particular as helping others on their personal journey? Well, I think to me, creativity is so mm. uh, central yep. 
to life. And I honestly believe everybody is creative. Mm -hmm. Many people have not found that creativity or they don't affirm it or they don't really quite believe it. Mm -hmm. But, um, and creativity is, it's your personal voice and it is also the craft of whatever you're doing. You can, you can be a painter. There's a craft of painting or music or whatever. Right. And you do want to learn your craft and say, I keep learning what I'm doing. Mm. But um, you're also looking for your voice and say, what am I about? Who am I? And it might take a while to find what your genre is or mm -hmm. what your particular art form is. Um, so you're always sort of experimenting. And um, I've, I've gotten back into music, and one of the uh, things that's been interesting to me, a metaphor for finding your voice, I have a very low voice, and most of the great singers are sopranos. That's and true. I've been getting some really neat feedback of people saying, you know, it's really nice mm -hmm. to hear a different kind of voice. It's okay. sort of an earthier yep. Voice. So I'm pursuing that, and at times I get discouraged because, I mean, my gosh, you know what a great singer sounds like. Um, and just when I get discouraged, and maybe this is the Holy Spirit talking to me, is that somebody will say, "No, no, you. This is you have a very interesting voice, or you have a voice worth listening to." And I think, Lovely. okay, so. So don't go after what the sopranos are singing. Is, no. <laughs> let me find where my voice can work. So that's what I'm doing in terms of, um, certainly in terms of singing. I also went back to piano and oh, lovely. some art. And Good. Because they all feed into each other. Yes, it's they do. expression. Mm -hmm. That is, that's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> and um, I'd like, you know, I'd like to, to give a personal comment there. Um, my household here is very artsy. We're not scientists or anything like that. Um, and people make fun of us. Oh, you're not, art stinks. You're not going to be anything or become anything. Um, I'm sort of on my third career. I guess you'd say I was a teacher for many years. And um, I was an English teacher. And into my classroom, I brought theater because I love theater and I had a background in theater as well when it, from my college years and I, I taught seventh grade and I ran I took on the after-school theater program which was amazing to see children at such a young age so eager so so eager to express themselves through this uh, form of art and it was amazing we also brought music because I, I sang, and I don't sing as much as I used to. I'm an alto. And I, we brought music in. The I brought music into the classroom. So when we did poetry, we, had, we, did, we used music like for imagery and for making our, our, our visual poems, our poems as well. Um, we also did art. I, I'm an artist as well. So, <laughs> so we brought, I brought in art. As well, my my room was beautiful because it was um, it was very it was very stimulating, and that's what we brought into the classroom. So I wasn't just oh English teacher, let's read blah blah blah. No, we did we did so many different things, and and I really enjoyed doing those things. I enjoyed seeing seeing the joy on people's on the students' faces that I wasn't being some boring 
OT. And I was in a very, very tough district, one of the tough districts in the state. Um, and unfortunately, it went south. I lost that 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 uh, spark when the you know it's always at the administration level when you know the top down they're trying to impose all of these regulations and things that 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 squashed my creativity. I mean, yes. they were they were telling us how what to say and how what to say and and taking things out of our hands and it just squashed that I saw so many people lose passion. I lost the passion. I left the field. And that we, when we smother that, people, that's it. It's just like a light goes out. Yes, that's a very good way of saying it. The yeah. light goes out. And, it's, and, it's, and it happens all over because we want it to fit everyone into a box instead of letting them um, be outside of the box and be who they are. And, it's, yeah. and we, we miss out on so much then. And we, we criticize those who, uh, who think who are outside the box, who are themselves. We try to put stuff them into a box, back in that box, get back in there. And that's just hurting all of us, all of us, because that person has so much beauty to bring to us, to show us, to teach us. I mean, doing these radio shows, I, I mean, I've met so many beautiful people who have, you know, brought so much beauty to my listeners and to me as well. And I, I, that's one reason why I love doing this show, because we're, we're bringing people like yourself and other people to the world to show that there's, that there, there's more beauty out there. Get out of the box. And is, hopefully in, in inspiring. Yes. Inspiring and motivating. Right. Um, and what you're talking about in educational terms, you know, the convergent thinking is how we're taught as mm -hmm. we get the right answer. And divergent thinking means that you are diverging from the usual. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of courage to do that. Oh, and yeah. it helps if you have very, uh, if you have great teachers and parents who have been encouraging and help you kind of plot your way through these brambles of education. But if you don't have that, it's, um, you know, where, where's, the, where's the teacher? Or in my, uh, one of my cases was also finding, where do I find these people, even if I have to hire them? Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate, one of the great influencers in my life was a career consultant in Los Angeles named Judith Clare. And she just got me through all those brambles and thorn bushes and, and navigating and, you know, fi figuring it out and figuring out how to ask for help with other people. We are not self-made people. Mm -hmm. We are... We want to have good influences on us. And it is true. Um, probably most of us, maybe all of us, have had those negative forces that just get in your way and you start listening to them and allowing them to make those decisions for your life. And say, just don't listen to them. And, and if possible, move away from them. Yeah. And don't let them have power over, over you. Um, right. <coughs> well, we can definitely talk for hours, yes. hours, <laughs> but we're unfortunately at the end of our show. So do you have anything that any upcoming stuff 
project publications, et cetera, that you want to share with our listening audience today? Well, one of my new books just came out last week. It's the third edition called The Collaborative Art of Filmmaking from Script Ooh. to Screen. And it's about what happens to the script as it travels through all the different artists from actors and composers and editors and directors, et cetera. And then I just sold a proposal for a book on dialogue. So I'm working on that right now. Nice. <coughs> now, how might listeners uh, find out? <coughs> okay, sorry. Right. Okay. How, might, how might listeners um, contact you or to keep update on, updated on all the wonderful things that you are doing and probably get, get into some of your seminars? Yes. Well, my website is lindaseger.com. Think of Bob Seeger, S-E-B-E-R, and it has books. It's about my consulting. It's about where my seminars are. Uh, so it has loads of information on there. You can then sign up for Facebook, and mm. I um, have Facebook things going on quite mm. often. And Great. so sort of a lot of, you know, there's articles, there's information about the books. So just lindaseeger.com and just think of Bob Seeger and, you'll probably find me. That's excellent. It'll also be in the description of the show. For those of you who are, who will uh, be on Podbean, you'll be able to find it in the description of the show. Yes. Thank, thank you so much, Linda. It was a pleasure speaking with you and continue to do the great work that you're doing. Yes. Thank you, Candace. I really, really enjoyed this. Wonderful. As did I. Thank you.